doesn't have a searchable inventory on there. I want a T-head channel bolts. They ended up having to buy them from some place in California because I couldn't find them. You don't want to get tell me either. Because they have different pricing at every store and they don't want to have to put the pricing on the internet. I see. Anybody recognize this? Intel's coming out with a new processor architecture that's supposed to be really hot stuff, less power. Some somehow parts of the of the, of the it, it combines the memory and the processor on on the main 
chip the memory. And, and then it shuts down areas that it isn't using, so the, it's not one of these discussions about trading off performance against efficiency. They're giving you both, basically, you know, performance. Like the current processors do that a little bit, where they'll turn off certain parts of the processor mm -hmm. if they're not being used, especially in video cards, they do that. But yeah, there was some, some, yeah, there was some conference out uh, somewhere. I guess in the West Coast, there was a big conference, and I forget which one it was. But there was one of the paper, you know, one of the main papers, either the BBC or New York Times or somebody had an article, and I just didn't get a chance to really look at it very much. I wonder if maybe that's an answer to AMD's future. Yeah, it is exactly. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they're saying they're they're basically expecting to push them to either come up with another innovation or yeah, make them. Second choice, of this point, last so. But I've never liked those AMD processors because they do laminate. They, have a, they, they tend to, you know, fail. The, the layers somehow peel apart. Never had a problem. Never trusted them for that. Even the system, you said system memory. Not the system, but some. I think it's just the cache memory. I think or something. But it's right on the chip instead of. And, you know, as a separate thing. That's that's over my head. I mean, most of that technical discussion is beyond what I really know. But I'm trying to get somebody to explain practically what would I notice different in terms of. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. Let me see if I can find this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw it. That's true. But I know AMDs are putting the memory controller right on their chest right now. Whereas Intel's are not. So the AMD, it's got a direct interface to memory, and then it's got another direct interface that goes out to the video card or the cell bridge. So the AMD motherboards don't actually have a North Bridge at all. It's all right on you like the processor. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. So do you want to do a formal invitation? It's just a <laughs> Hello and welcome. If you're listening, you probably already know that this is the Eau Claire Linux user group, and we are broadcasting live, pseudo-live, or in recording from Cafe 420 Eau Claire. Hello. Awesome. <laughs> All right, yeah. Still have to work on the theme music. <laughs> I don't know, so Losh is out this week. He's seen the grand faces in South Dakota. He dropped off my audio stuff for me to use this week. See? How nice of you. Always speaking to others. Uh, I'm not a good meeting manager, so I'm uh, I don't know. I haven't been here a lot lately either, so vacation and missing, but uh, do you uh, want to start at the end and we'll go around this way? I kind of pretty much told you what was new for this week with the key kit stuff and all yep. that. That's pretty much. And somebody new? Yeah, we have somebody new. Somebody new. Introduce yourself and tell us what brings you here. Okay, I'm Homer Dow. I'm 
I use Linux on my desktop, IBM R40 laptop, and even the family machine. My kids have learned how to operate on the been enjoying getting to know Linux, starting out with the Red Hat 9 and now in Debian. Mm -hmm. yeah, actually, I like that being addressed. Yeah, I, I tried an Office install on the hard drive, and that was kind of fun to play with. But I'm um, looking forward to the release of the link, because I'm, yeah. still, I'm still running Sarge. Yeah. yeah, actually, my desktops, I have Debian systems that I need. These guys talk me into putting Ubuntu on my Dell laptop. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the door all the way. How do they work for you? It's good. It's okay. The only thing that really doesn't work, uh, you know, quite right is the is the webcam, which I do have a program that will work with it. But for some reason, most of the webcam stuff that Ubuntu has in their normal distributions, for some reason, can't handle the palette. It's that YU YV palette. I actually and, uh, saw something, and that is a very very common palette for webcams. So. Yeah, well, that one, that, what I really wish I could use is Panorama because that does a screen. And I've got that one that does the uploads of the single frame things. And the guy who wrote that Panorama in his readings, his, one of his, you know, the documentation that comes, he says if you have a palette problem, write to him. He wants to know about that. I just haven't got it. I'm doing it. I read something on. Like webcams and Linux, and they said that 60 to 70% of webcams actually use that YUYV. I was surprised. Yeah, so I was surprised it didn't just work out of the box. Actually. Maybe there's something else going on. It's just no, that's it, because it's, it's that's the one with that, FS web, with that FS webcam. That's the only change I have to make from all the default settings that all the other things use. And that immediately produces a picture. So, maybe it's, yeah, I'm thinking that maybe it's just not detecting right, but the software actually supports it, but it thinks it's another type for some reason, maybe something in the driver. Yeah, could be. Well, I'll write the guy as soon as I get around to it and see what he's got to say. So where did you hear about uh, the group? So I was a member of the Billings Music Group in Billings, Montana. I moved in from Montana and decided to look around and see who was here. Oh, okay. What's your in Montana? Uh, which was about, uh, let's see, for my last location, it was about four hours away. Hopefully you're closer this time? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm right over in Altoona now. Okay. Same with my in-laws, we look for a place to settle. It's a little bit more convenient. Yeah. Well, you have one hour, an hour, an hour, and a half. Oh, he comes that far, does he? Yeah, I'm kind of started to uh, here just to take his kids to the next one. He puts the newsletter together for us. Are most of the people here desktop users or some sort of operating? We've got a pretty varied amount of experience between you know, I play with both at home, but not at that demo level. I'm a programmer, so I play around with it. 
you know, for, from a programming standpoint. So that's very similar to using it for a server as well. Kind of dabble into that. The majority of the What distros are most people using? I'm pretty much, me and you are probably the only ones that don't use it. Well, yeah, well, this, this is it. Debian is, yeah, I, I like so Linux is itself. Yeah, I mean, Loesch seems to be, tends to favor Ubuntu, or at least he, I think he's actually moved off that uh, exclusive. I mean, I kidded him at first that he should call this the Ubuntu user he group. Started, I want to say he started with Susie. Yeah. And, uh, he liked it quite a bit. I think it was the yes. package manager, yeah, <laughs> yes, that he couldn't get used to and tried to. Lately, though, he's been really frustrated. Yeah, he didn't like the latest the update. Button. You know, for the 804 seemed to break some things for him that he didn't like. He's an MP3 player. The MTP yeah. file support for uh, certain music players. Uh, and I have the same problem, too. My wife's got an old player. I was going to put some Iron Maiden on it for my other boy. <laughs> I can't do anything with it. I can plug it in, I can drag files onto it, it says it's copying in there, but hmm. it just, they go in and have to play it. I don't know what it is. Most went as far as reinstalling 710. Yeah, well, that's what I, still I, I This work. is 710 that I have on here. I like that. I yeah. 710 works for me, so. And I, I usually wait till everybody solves the problems on the new releases before I go. Yeah, I have one kind of crazy cutting. I, it, it, let's see, it's Sarge, and then it was Sid, yeah. and then Lenny's the one we're waiting for. The one I have now is kind of a hybrid of Sarge and Sid, and you know I do have problems with that. Things aren't really stable, mm -hmm. but uh, you know it's it's not a production machine or anything. So right. it's all a train layout for me. So you know I, I like to fool around with it and see what works and what doesn't. True to form, I've been trying to move to something like this, but can't get it to work. I've used Red Hat, and Susie, and Android, and Android. And Ubuntu just seemed how it's just. When I went to Ubuntu, it just seemed to work really well. I've used Fedora since Red Hat 6. And, yeah. Never really used anything else. And that's pretty much what I'm sticking with. Well, that's why I chose the 710 on this, because they're selling exactly this 1525 in Europe yeah. with the Ubuntu system pre-installed, so I figured that was a good match. Yeah. Well, there's only one restricted driver here, really, which is that wireless, the Broadcom wireless, you know, but, but that's not actually always exactly the wireless that's on all these computers. They sell some, you know, different flavors of the same model, and some people have other other cards on there. So. Isn't there one model of Broadcom that actually has a few source drivers? I think that's the one, the only wireless card that really... Well, the Sun system, I, that Solaris system, I have the Broadcom 
drivers that came with that worked with the worked with the uh, well, it's not a wireless, but it's a, the the onboard. Nick is a uh, is Broadcom, and it just worked right out of the box. It worked right out of the box. So. It's funny how we seem like it worked right out of the box because like. Even Windows, you can find Windows, not the box. Even now it doesn't. I just hold oh, it. Oh, no, that's the, that's it. I can't understand. Day, tracking down drivers to get it to run. That, that's right. That whole idea that with Windows, everything works out is such a myth. Yeah, it's not true it's, at all. It comes packaged with your hardware. And especially with Vista. Especially with Vista. They didn't have drivers for all kinds of things. People were complaining about no drivers. It was just hard. Yeah. Somebody's Webcams, you know. I always hear these, oh, how hard is it to install Windows? Oh, Linux is so hard to install. People shouldn't be installing it. They should just get it like they do with Windows. Windows is way more difficult to install than Linux, but nobody ever focuses on that. It took me, it took me over, over an hour and a half to install Windows properly. Where in Linux, I put it into this, I walk away, I come back, it's done. Well, I knew what I was doing because I had to do it so often. Network card, oddly enough, I had to use a different computer to get on the internet. Yeah, I always love that. Not on a desktop machine. You did, they did. It's built into the motherboard. And Windows came with no network drivers. It came with like the any 2000 driver, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> if you wanted to get any other type of network so you could get on the internet and download the other drivers, you had to get on the internet to download the drivers. <laughs> And before the days of jump drives, that was hard. You had to put yeah. on a floppy, and then you put the floppy in. Oh, bad sector. Okay, I guess I'll go back and do it. I guess I didn't save it on the PC. I'll go find it again. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess so we got a fair distribution. Distributions. The people use. I'm trying really hard to, to move to, to Suzy for some reason. Something about it. They have a funny file system. They have a funny, you know, arrangement for the file system. It's anything that is set up to build on build on Susie, you end up having to completely redo the make file before you can build successfully on Debian or Ubuntu systems. Don't they put a lot of stuff in the directory too, or it's too Yeah, I don't know Fedora doesn't use that. I want to say Susie's one that they're going to give you an open people. There was something I tried a week or two ago that I didn't even have. Maybe that was Dan Dreamer. I remember I installed an RPM that wasn't a Fedora RPM. And it put something on it. was like, oh, what good is that? That's not going to help me. And I thought it was Susie, but I don't know. I was actually trying to play with the KD 4.1. There's some stuff I think is going to like about it. It worked well. I might actually think about using it. EAC? Oh, you want We're listening. Yes, big ass clock. KD 4.1, EAC. <laughs> yeah, I found out how to get rid of that. <laughs>
What was the letter about the CD, the uh, paying for the CDs? Uh, anybody? Oh, it sounds like they're going to be. Sounds like more. Around. Yeah, about, uh, they were more expensive. Uh, I think they inspected them. A dollar, dollar thirty per CD. Yeah, I'm supposed to collect yeah. donations. You can all buy me beers, and I will donate I know. for you. <laughs> One penny per beer, but. Um, do we want to look at that this is email, or? Yeah, I think probably. Yeah. This is his. You have mint on your laptop now. I do. Do you like mint? I haven't taken it off, and it's been here for like two months, so. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the longest I've gone in all year, so it probably is, yeah. So either license or is it admitted to feet? <laughs> <laughs> a little bow on it. I think it's what it is. I'm just too tired to put anything new on it. What's um, Linux Mint that for? It's, it's basically, it's built on top of Ubuntu. Or it's, they took Ubuntu and they decided to refine it. So it, it was supposed to have like the best software. Okay. You've got all your codecs and smooth stuff. software. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? They, their spiel was something particular. They were saying it was that it should be uh, oh, a fully this, featured operating system. Yeah. That the slogan's right here. Your logo. I just think it's very green. From freedom came <laughs> Very green and yellow. We can make it black. Yeah, they have by default. <laughs> I don't. Lots of the. The guy's name is Clem. He's from Ireland. So. <laughs> Good guy. Yeah. Like one guy. I, there must be a day. Yeah, he did this. By default. I actually like uh, Wild Mint. It's the first dark theme that actually. Well, yeah, I am uh, It's a little close to Vista. Uh, yes. Uh, I believe it's from the Aurora GTK engine. Which I cannot get to run properly if I install it myself. But for some, whatever they've done here, it works fine on Linux Mint. It's built in. So, but if I install the Aurora engine myself, it just doesn't work. So, but uh, he writes here. Can you see that? Yeah. So. I'm surprised he can't find himself a sugar daddy up at the up at his place of employment or something. Don't you think? The Freenet used to find all kinds of people to fund these kinds of things, but Joe Owsley used to work pretty hard at that. Maybe maybe I'm not aware as how, how much trouble he went to to get that stuff. Works for children. Yes. Right. Keep asking until people are annoyed. I hear the most things you know, pretty well. Hey, well, I haven't worked on the most since last week. I think we had a pretty good list. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty wide range. Oh, I was supposed to bug you about something. Ran, ran kind of a wide gamut of money, user, but that may be a good thing. I don't know. I'm the last one who will be popular or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. In fact, I usually really get pretty much 
go by what I think is probably my opinion. Probably the because I don't know if there's. I'm not sure how they do. I think there's just anything out to. What? Let's talk about the CDs for him because he was Oh yeah, well that's that's about something called free Freedom Software Day, Free Software Day, Free Software Freedom Day. <laughs> so uh, he's organizing this little thing at the public library where they're going to have some CDs to give out and brochures to inform people about the availability of free software, whether you're doing it in Linux or any other operating system, really. And it's it's a uh, it's a national thing. There's a website for the Software Freedom Day. It's just basically is, uh, trying to promote op the idea of open source. So, what? Yeah. Yep. Elliot's working on the pamphlet here and stuff. Oh, yeah, I thought that would you, you posted that on the on the, the homepage of the group, uh, the Yahoo thing. I thought it looked pretty good. Looked I haven't been to the meetings in a while. Is, is, are we going to all go there and do something? Or are we doing, I don't know. You, I'm not sure if we've decided if we've actually go. Yeah. I, I don't think that's something that should count too hard on us because that's bad timing for us sometimes like that. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in, in it happening. I think it's a real good thing. Well, it would only be a few of us, probably two or three at most, for shifts, and it's going to be all day. Yeah. Oh, it sounded like we were going to have an event going on. Just oh, like a booth. We're just going to be like, like outside Yeah, the library, the policy at the library is that they can't give us a room, but we could be outside, you know, in front there and then hand out pamphlets. And they're also willing to have a information, they have several things in inside where they have information areas where people you can leave brochures and posters yeah. and things like that for people to see that come and go but they for some reason cannot sanction an actual affiliation with you for something like that I don't I, I don't know either but that's yeah you know the Ku Klux Klan or somebody will want to do the same thing next weekend or something like that it didn't make much sense to me you know I would say in the future our recommendation would be that you might get, you might have to work harder to get it, but you might make a more headway if you put the time into it going over to the university for something like that. They're not really interested in becoming an umbrella for a group like this. The Freenet, they never were willing to take that step with that, but they were opening more facilities than the public library is for some of our activities. So, but it was harder to get to that point, you know. And actually, I think with Mimi not being the head of reference, that might not have been quite as easy to swing at that time either. I think that was kind of a, fit, a foot in the door uh, there. So, but I think you know, in the long run, that might pay off. You might have a, a, a better, a better audience for something like that over there. I'm just confused on why they have all these references. Well, I think you could use them for private meetings, but not something where not where you not where you're going to approach the public. I think that's why. Is that? Yeah. That'll be cheaper to print. Yeah. I mean, that would work.
Source software and free free software. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that list. Of, I was in the I was in with the list. I didn't understand everything we were going to do. But. like a magic word in Eau Claire. You ever notice, like, you know, whenever these guys get on the news program to announce their activities, like the third word out of their mouth is in it's free? <laughs> so. What are you beginning away? Probably open office? Uh, open office will be in there. Pretty much all the same word. You know, things that the big applications that we want a Windows version for, or that have to pay for. Oh, here we go. So this is the starting list. Like, keep going down. Oh yeah, that's a, you know we have the, the Loesch has a server with the homepage for the group on it. Um, really? Make sure give give you the URL for that, and then there's also a Yahoo group that uh, you know a message board and or Google is it Google? Yeah, Google, Google group and uh, and the file section and stuff. So if you you know you can sort of see what what things are going on by looking at those. So yeah, OpenOffice is probably the big one. Firefox. Anybody do Scribus? Uh, yeah, actually, that's uh, so, who's talking Scribus. You actually, yes. yeah. I used the original version, and it had a long way to go. I haven't used yeah, it it's getting a lot better. It's, it's filled with features now. I don't know how long we've used it or tried it out. Way, way back. Way back. Yeah, it really has come a long way with the features. Um, I just tried it recently, and it looked pretty decent. About five or six months ago, I tried it, and it had features, but it had some show-stopping bugs. Just things that were annoying, like you'd be working, and all of a sudden your canvas would just, and it would like change you to like coordinates, you know, 100,000 by 100,000. So you're sitting there, scroll, 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 <laughs> back to the canvas, wait for another five minutes, and so I didn't notice that this week, so it looks like it's really coming along, it's making a lot of head. So, I mean, maybe you can take a look at it again, it might be the point where it's useful. I've got, the graphs there, I actually did most of that in Inkscape, and then I was going to import that the scratches and try to put in the everything else over top of that. Rose Garden is uh, not does not have a Windows client. No. Sure. 
I'm pretty sure not, actually. Thank goodness, dude. I mean, the less you see of that program, the better. You, I, I think that is the most, it is so hard to do the simplest things in that show. Well, I mean, just simple things, like just go, you know, like have a, have something playing off a MIDI device that you want to plug in and just simply record the MIDI device, you know what I mean? You have to go through a whole process of setting up a MIDI device, and I mean, it's, it's just too much there. There's just too much there. It's just... What MIDI device are you trying to record Anything. I mean, you know, any any device that's playing back a MIDI file. If you want to take a particular channel out or something, and so you can read it in music or something like that, you know, and it, it just becomes an awful lot of pull down menus and button clicks to get to the point where you can just single out that one channel and record it. You know, it's it, that hasn't been my experience. It's. I mean, it's just it's it works well, but the user interface I think is just so complicated compared to what I'm used to using, like with Sonar and Windows or something like that, where you can very easily set those kinds of things up. You know. I, I don't know, I guess I never really had a problem with recording. You just pretty much mark the track, go, go, and it plays, plays through the track, and you can just record the MIDI, and it goes into whatever track. When was the last update they had for Rose Garden? Was it developed a lot recently, or is it... Uh, there was... I thought it was very similar to like a cakewalk or cylinder type program. Well, but, but I didn't, I didn't yeah, but, it, but the interface is complicated. Things aren't you know where you expect them to be. I, I, I find it very complicated because. Oh, I, well, yeah, we, we must have different ideas of complicated and not complicated. It's probably what you're used to what too. Because I thought it was actually pretty intuitive, and I tried some other ones, and I had problems using those. So. It might be just what I'm used to, too. I played with a kosher doesn't do MIDI stuff right now, but there's an audio recording interface that's really simple. And it took me forever to figure out how to do the simplest thing, just because I wasn't used to it. So it was, once you get used to it, you're like, wow, that's kind of strange. And then you're like, wow, that's really easy. I'm pretty soon it's intuitive. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> once your intuition is shifted, <laughs> once it assimilates you, then it becomes intuitive. It just seems that the awful lot of stuff stays up on the desktop all the time. That you can't oh, wow. get rid of it. Whereas like in Cakewalk and Sonar and stuff, you can collapse the parts of it that you're not well, dealing with. Okay, and, okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. I have to... But see, when you've got a guitar, when you've got a guitar in your... <laughs> You know, when you got a guitar in your lap and music over here and a keyboard for input here, and you start fooling around, you have to worry about the mouse and what your nose is pressing on and so on and so forth. You know, it gets a little bit... That's what I mean by complicated. Audio software is hard to manage on one screen. Yeah. You know, we get into the mixing boards and the tracks. Our door is just horrible on one screen. It's completely unusable unless you've got huge resolution. I, uh, there are there's a couple jack plugins I can't even use at 1280 by 800 because they're they're, they're taller than 800 standard. You can't you just can't use it because you can't get to all the buttons. So you just gotta hold alt. Okay. But like when I've used our door on here, I'll make you know four virtual desktops and I'll put the mixer over here, mm -hmm. which you can do, but it's it's kind of a pain to flip back and forth between your workspace. Nobody uses pan, you know. Yeah. 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 
Maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's that's Tuesday. It's offered for yeah, what is the date again? September something. So what we're looking for now is money to pay for the seating. It's $130. Unless we can find a place a little cheaper. Or unless we want to unless beer is very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Sell the beer. Sell the beer. Is he making his beer now? Yeah, he's, he's got. He said he's got it. Got it started. So, is the price to actually have the CDs like with a screen or printing on it? Or um, I think mean, what the email said was it was actually a white CD and it was printed on it. Is that he doesn't print it himself, or he does print it with an inkjet version? For the cheap. We ones. use white inkjet printable media with a clear hub. On disc, a is that just for printing though? Is it a dollar per disc and then a dollar for printed? For free? No, I think it's a dollar total. To duplicate and print 100 CDs, we'd be looking at a dollar to a dollar It's good to stay local. I think that's. I'm glad he's staying local. If you're looking to do a logo text for the direct on this, for example, I think I think that does mean that it's a dollar for this. Well, but it says up on the top to duplicate and print 100 CDs. Maybe looking at a dollar a unit. Yep. So, I mean, that sounds like it's everything. Here's your CD. Okay. Day or two. Maybe we could talk him into. I don't know. It doesn't sound. It sounds like that is that's his. Maybe he could sponsor it. That he wasn't like yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely give him some advertising. You know, yeah, he might go for that. Or he might need some help with his bookkeeping software or something. I mean, you know, you can think of some kind of trade. You know, thing for. Yeah, I'll give him one seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll take it. You believe me? <laughs> you know, just. A few test CDs that will run for himself. <laughs> but yeah, you might you might talk to him about some kind of trade, you know, for some some service or something. Mm -hmm. Might be nice to do like a screen version too, instead of the white ink jet printable media. You'll you'll pay more for that. Yeah, absolutely. It look better. I don't I can make something with this. I got a magic marker to all this Yeah, really, that's the thing, too. You know, you could just uh, duplicate the CDs and pen something on it. I mean... I could just make one, like, standard one, and then I make, like, five or six copies and get, like, five or six people with colored pencils, and they can just duplicate it right on the CDs. Of course, we could just take our laptops or uh, desktop up to the table in front of the library and as people meet them, we'll burn them a CD. <laughs> Bring your CD and we'll burn you one. <laughs> I don't think, uh, so Lo said he was willing to chip in a fair chunk of this uh, if anybody else is. He was, I think he was looking for other people to, to go in on it. And, you know, yeah. I think I'd be fine with that too. Yeah, we'll go. I'll chip in. 
may be. He may be. He will be later. Count on it. I don't think he took his laptop with him. So refresh the ice cap. Who's listening? Somebody's listening. Can you tell? Current listeners one. Anyone in the chat room? Lewis is in the chat room. Yeah. 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 I tried Linux MCE. How did that go? Oh, it's it worked. It, I mean, it worked and solved, and, but it's not real pretty in the interface. MCE, is that the... Um, Media Center Edition. Yeah. Is that the same one that goes for the Xbox and they ported it to us? Or, well, ported it to the PC-based installation? Um, it was something to do with house... Yeah, home automation. automation. Oh, that's the home automation. Yeah. So there's a lot more in it than just the media oh, yeah. It's home automation. automation. There was a there was a good demo about uh, what half an hour long. Is it voice recognition? It does everything. Is that that, that X10 yeah. stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the interface with the X10. It's got a media center built in. If you build your own uh, security system using it, mm -hmm. where then it'll actually call you and then you, you know, do whatever. With motion sensing. Motion sensing. You do a picture hey, call. Hey, if someone has forced open the podcast. You know, actually, <laughs> the demo, <laughs> the demo did actually. You have an intruder in your house. Would you like to one call the police? Two cancel. Three, talk to the intruder. <laughs> three, that's awesome. And then you get the demo and hits three. Get out of my home. <laughs> it was just like the worst voice acting ever. Yeah, but wouldn't that freak you out, though? It would. <laughs> I'd be out of there. Actually, no, he said, I'm watching you get out of my home. <laughs> It'd be better if he said something like, sit down that milk. Did you dare drink out of my jug? <laughs> there really was some interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. That's well, it does a lot. But right, it's all that I'm looking for is a key way to do video, like movies. I know, that's what I'm thinking of like, before that. Yeah. Not to be explored, but just a flight. Nifthora? Nifthora is probably one of the better myth distributions that I've seen. I think the key, though, is, like, is to find hardware that absolutely works with it. Well, well for it capture cards, you have to have a if you're just playing, you've already recorded yeah, it. Yeah, our friend Eric just uses a corresponding machine just to watch all his videos. What is it? Our friend Eric that comes up with yeah. this, he just uses that. And it's also kind of neat, it's got like stream set up, like internet stream, so like internet radio and like their stuff. He listens to internet. Yeah, he listens to internet radio a lot. He'll just, you know, put it on, he's got a few favorite streams and he'll set them up. Maybe that's the way to go, I'm not sure. And it worked on
and I tried uh, making a DVD out of it. And my door had the menu options, like make DVD. Okay, what type of menu system do you want? I want that one. Okay, I want to fit four hours on one DVD. Go. What? Yeah. Put in the, put in the DVD. There's, there's your DVD. Stuck it in the DVD player. Had a full menu system and everything. It looked great. I mean, it started off as high def. A high def recording, but yeah, it made a really nice DVD. No problems. It just worked right out of the box. I thought it would give Linux MC a chance to see Well, Linux MC actually uses Mid TV on the Yeah, it does. Yeah, so, it might be just a theme. Because I know Mid TV too starts off with just the ugliest theme that you could ever imagine. And they've got some really nice things. Like Ubuntu in general? But they have nice ones. That's the difference. <laughs> and I converted my nephew to the Linux. I just got him installed on my phone. I may call him on the phone in about 45 minutes, help him get his wireless going. Cool. I don't know how many of you guys would be interested in this. It's a little off topic, but I found this uh, video. I mean, it's a project from the uh, University of Washington. And uh, I don't know. They have a demo of it, and it's amazing. So, using photographs to enhance videos. Um, you can take lower quality, low resolution well, videos. Well, we plug him in or tell him the URL. Um, it's kind of long. It's email. Yeah, cool. uh, throw it up in the chat. Uh, yeah, put it in the chat. There you go. <laughs> I have to learn how to do that. I just, for some reason, I have a phobia of IRC. I just. Seems so strange to me to, to, to converse with people that way. I, yeah, it is. I've been forced into doing it with some tech support stuff, and I've, I've managed to really stumble stumble my way through that. But I just find it very uncomfortable. I can't. It's the same thing with email. It's just a completely different situation talking to somebody directly. Yeah, well, I have no trouble adjusting the email. I guess. Well, I mean, emails are different than IRC. It's yeah. Like every I mean, one of those is just one. A person might come off one way yes. in person and just completely different in email. Yeah. That's what I don't like about it. That's what I don't like talking to people on the phone or you know, I want to try. Yeah. Oh, my phone is the same thing. Phone I can handle a little bit, but email I can't because I can't explain myself on them and then I can't get the inflection and voice on how they feel about what I'm saying. What's the way left? Uh, because I said about the same thing maybe about three weeks ago. Is there sound? Do we have sound though? Exactly. It's, it's definitely worth watching. It was incredible what they were able to do. The source code is available also. For some version. Okay. Wild okay. I mean, you still can understand what's going on mm -hmm. without the sound. But... In contrast, digital photographs typically have a much higher resolution and are better exposed. Our goal is to bring some of the benefits of still photography to videos on the static scene. To use our system, use a complimentary video capture session by taking a few additional photographs. These photographs are used to enhance the video in several interesting ways. For example, we would transfer photographic quality to the proper exposure to the video. 
So they're, they're enhancing the frame read aheads by using this. And it actually models the scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, uses the higher resolution to update to yeah. They actually do something similar to that with uh, cameras, where the high-end cameras, where you can take multiple photos of different uh, exposures. And then you oh, yeah, that's really for HDR with um, bracketing. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. They go into, it's kind of long, but they go into other things that it allows you to do. And it's, their algorithm only works on a static scene. The camera angle and the lighting cannot change, but the scene has to remain static for whatever it is. But you could take a photo, uh, photo in a frame, map, or make a mask of just the actual picture, swap the picture out, and you'll still get the reflections on the glass from before with the first picture. Sort of makes you wonder when you look at the realty listings too, you know. <laughs> Don't believe anything you see today. That's for sure. That is so fake. Don't believe, you know. 
Inside the frame is preserving the reflections. Isn't that like I, it's hard to believe that that's actually possible? What? Huh. So basically, you're like, well, I redo the video now. All they had to you do was. that scene. No, I don't. You're just taking my picture. I'm you can take now. people out of the scene. You can yeah, take that's right. They had an article. I don't know. It was in the Times or something, but about people who get divorces. There's a there's a thriving business that have. People you don't want in their in their picture with you will remove. This is kind of like that one other thing that Gimp plug yeah, yeah. yeah. with the photos. Uh, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was called. So they're actually using like different angles I saw it from to fill in the ones that were Yeah, missing. it's stereo, whatever it's called, stereo, stereoscopic filters. <laughs> yeah, it just takes wow. the information from the later scenes of that area it behind and fills in the previous ones. That's uh, that's pretty that interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, all the video stuff works that it's scanning ahead the frames. Otherwise, it couldn't possibly crunch the numbers to get all those pixels to change. So it's always figuring out ahead of time which pixels it doesn't need to change. And then it just, it just locks those in, and then it just works on the ones that need to change. And that cuts the processing time way down. So next time I go to Reptile Gardens and I want to videotape the alligator guy behind all the fence, I can just... Uh Make sure I move sure. around a bit, and then when I get home, I can take all the take all the all the fence out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> really, that's uh, I don't, well, that's right. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I it's been a while already. I went to South Dakota. Oh, too long. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going though. I went all the way to Colorado. Oh, you did all the way to That's pretty. Yeah, that's cool. nice. That's interesting. Should have. I mean, how close is it being? They don't have a binary package. They said that there are pieces of their algorithm you can sell each other the source code if you want to go through it and try and figure it out yourself. Which I'm sure is increasingly complicated. Yeah. I mean, processing the videos to figure out depths and basically what they were doing was like creating 3D maps of the video. I'm still keeping moved out. Anybody else have anything going on? Um, I lost a bit here. Fix my video card. 
soldered in some new capacitors. Say the word? No, not oh, my desktop. You oh, successfully replaced the capacitors. I successfully replaced the capacitors. And I have also found the cause of the capacitors. Used an oscilloscope, was monitoring the power. Yeah, it turns out my 5 volt power rail is running at 4.1 volts, which that ain't enough. 4.5, yeah, okay, I can see it, but 4.1 is really low, so. New power yeah, supply? Power, yeah, probably going to need a new power supply. And that's probably So are you just not using it until you get a new power supply? Yeah. You mean your main power supply? Main power yeah. supply. Just because, yeah, the, the, I monitored the 5 volts on multiple different rails. You know, usually each, you got, you know, a couple of Molex connectors out of mm -hmm. each one. Usually those are each on their own separate circuit. And every one of them said exactly the same amount of voltage. Mm -hmm. So there's some type of power regulation in the power mm -hmm. supply that's oh. getting on 4.1 instead of 5. We went through a little bit of uh, that leaked uh, electronics and science behind power supplies in my electronics class at the tech school. Mm -hmm. Apparently the power supplies these days are nearly as no, robust as they used to be. Not even close. The, I don't remember all the components that they were talking about that should be there, that you should have two or three of Well, the general the, way that the power supplies work is they actually take the AC, turn it to DC, and then they use a DC-DC converter called a buck converter where they turn it to an extremely high frequency and run it through a small coil. And because it's such a high frequency, they get a lot of amps versus a transformer where you can't get as many amps. So then they just have a little microcontroller that monitors the output voltage and varies the rate so that it gets exactly the right voltage. So it's really a voltage regulator and converter built all in one. And then on the other end, you're supposed to have a bunch of power capacitors to smooth it up to make sure that it's back to regular DC. And that's usually what they stamp on. They don't put a high enough quality power or power capacitor in there, or they don't put enough, and you get waves in the power. So on your video card, it wasn't working. And you wondered why it wasn't working. That was locking up. Lock up the reboot PC. I don't know, I'm outside your five minutes. Where do you get the seven? I have no time. I'm just... I'm... I'm... Still one with some electronics. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I understand that we have to set work. We have a desktop PC over five years old. Placing two to three power supplies at a time. Sometimes it, it could be the capacitors and what's wrong, too. Well, I mean, you can pull them up and look at them. <laughs> See, you, you know, the blown capacitors kind of bubbles up on top and it gets that crusty, orangish stuff. Yeah. Just blowing the room for me? I don't want to look at them. No, I'm good. We've got enough blown capacitors. We're good. I got, I got three blown capacitors. That's just fine. No, I'm not going to try to repair them in my Usually, if I have to so much as get the screwdriver out, it's beyond hope for me anyway. It was the principle of the matter. Because it wasn't the fact that it was, would have been easier to get a new one. No, it was the fact that, no, I'm going to fix it. What kind of soldering equipment do you have? Just a soldering That's really all you need. Yeah, well, but I mean, do you have adjustable temperatures? No. Really? No. 
Just the standard iron with the fine tip. Standard iron with the fine tip, and you've got to make sure that you have enough uh, wattage behind it. Because the less wattage you have, the harder it is. To yeah, it's mm -hmm. better to have it hot and do it quickly right. than to have it right. take a you while to heat up. Small side, if you've got the high, the high heat, you just mm -hmm. Versus, you, if you hold it, if you have a low heat, you hold it Cooks on it. there. The heat disperses and it takes the heat of your components, and you have a higher chance of breaking the process. Mm -hmm. I made the mistake of buying one a battery powered solder and two of that really, really terrible battery powered cold heat solder iron. That thing is just worthless. I want to try that soldering case. It's a case you can just put on, and then you can just pretty much put it in a toaster oven for like 30 minutes and take it out of the toaster oven and everything's all soldered up. It's, seriously, that's all it is. That's, I would that's really be leery about suggesting. Subjecting my components to that. So yeah, but the thing is, if you look at all the motherboards and everything, that's how they're all done. Like these uh, surface mount chips, they just have like this uh, paste that they just put on. They run through a baker, it bakes it, there you go, you got your full circuit. And the thing is, if you have a single heat source and you're trying to heat it up, then it's very hot at one point and it disperses. But if you heat it all up evenly, as long as you stay under the Component, you know, melting point, you're fine. My soldering iron is a little duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually, I don't fix a whole lot with it. Crimper, right? Sometimes it, yeah. Sometimes it holds things together, but usually not. So, did we want to run through this quick? I heard it was a short, uh, short list. Oh, oh, yep, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Yes, sure. Huh? Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I know. I, I saved it for you. Oh, congratulations. Great. Congratulations. That's nice. I don't have anything to pull for next time. That's pretty cool.
Yeah, the gist of it was that uh, lower courts had said that the uh, GPL couldn't be, it wasn't actually enforceable as a copyright, that you had to, it was a contractual agreement, which is actually bad because the contractual agreements don't have as severe of a penalty as a copyright. So they actually appealed it and they won the appeal. And they said, yes, this is enforceable as a copyright. So that's really the, the big win for the GPL, is that this uh, appeals court said that, yes, it, it can be upheld as a copyright. I guess we have the, the Java model railroad interface, but thanks for that. I didn't look at it. I'm kind of curious about it now. So. Yeah, I didn't read this article or the other one. They just appeal so that they can get some advertising. <laughs> Canonical joins the Linux Foundation. Big news, little news, I'm not sure. Anyone read this one? This just seems like kind of standard Ubuntu-ish news to me, but I guess, you know. I figured they'd already be in that. Yeah, I, I saw, yeah, it was kind of, you know, I saw it, I was like, wow, I didn't realize it was Maybe it is. I just, the weird thing about this thing is that they call it canonical commercial sponsor. They, they do, they, they sell the support and whatever the plans you can buy for corporate and whatnot. It's all canonical, whereas Ubuntu is still it's free. a community. I think it, it's still a community project. It's not actually run by canonical. They give it a lot of money, I imagine. They're, they're paid bounties for bug fixes or whatever. Kind of like the war and what I have. Maybe a little bit tighter knit than that, but similar. So what's, you can tell us about the update there, uh, Fedora issue. What's Fedora going on with Fedora? Um, no, I read that. Uh, click on that and jog my memory. The first one? Um, well, maybe. Oh, they actually had some issues with their uh, servers. So, like, Fedora, Fedora site was down and the repositories were actually down. So, it wasn't actually a problem with Fedora itself, it was a problem with all their websites. Was it was it hardware that they get hacked? Uh, or who had it? I don't know. Try the other one? I yeah, I don't even know what it said. They just pretty much said, like, everyone over Breach. Anybody know what happened to Netflix last week? Their whole delivery system broke down. Every they had ads on the TV that they were, and I got an email that uh, they were going to give us a 15% discount because they weren't able to deliver the discs. But for some reason, their shipping system broke down. 
Yeah, there was there were a couple ads on TV. You know, the, the usual one about no, never any late fees and all that business stuff. They had those replaced by announcements about you know the breakdown of their delivery system. I just wondered what happened. I was figuring probably was a raid on illegal aliens and they cleaned out their whole workforce one day. <laughs> <laughs> Even I, mean, I really wonder what conveyors which are on third-party Visual Basic software that runs on it. Uh, this is back, you know, like 2000-ish VB. What was it? Whatever was out then. Oh yeah, VB6. Yeah, I'm sure. Five or six, something like that. <laughs> so we don't know what happened? No, I, I, yeah, we get, we've been getting Netflix for a long time. I mean, it's just suddenly, you know, I wondered why the damn disc wasn't in the mailbox one day, you know. So, and then a couple days later, the, the uh, you know, email came, said, sorry, you know, we, if you haven't received your usual delivery on time, it's because we've had a massive, they described it literally as, I think, a massive breakdown of our delivery system. Kind of odd, something yeah. just kind of going, 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 going. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then a couple days later, it came back and said, we've decided to give everybody a 15% discount or something. So, some amount, I think it was 15%. Now it's back up again, so, you know, but it's... Uh, well, I mean, discs started to come again, you know. Have you ever tried to use their Yeah, no, I'm not much interested in that. Actually, I haven't tried to use it, you know, but... Uh, but it was, it was funny because we kind of had a harbinger that something was wrong because after, I don't know, several years now, they, they lost the disc that we sent back. You know, it was like usually the next morning it'll pop up in the email that they've received such and such return to them. And it didn't, you know, a day went by, two days by, three, like a week went by. We had no notice that they'd received it back. You know, and I reported it. They have a way you can report it somehow missing or, you know, you did send it and they ask you what day you sent it and so on. And then about three or four days later is when this thing, you know, when we got this notice that, that the whole system had broken. So you broke it. I might have. So maybe I did. <laughs> Still think it's the illegal alien thing. I got a news article that just says that they're mostly used to find specific reasons for the outage. Oh, that's yeah, it. That is telling me what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might be right. Why, you mean I was the butterfly? I was the butterfly in Hong Kong that caused the hurricane in Florida. I got to take this opportunity to have a bit TV score. It's kind of plug in that actually you can actually Netflix and you can track everything. Oh really? Netflix, yeah. It also has this new feature, a new version I installed. It's got it or it takes your zip code. And it finds all the local movie theaters and tells you what times and all the movies are playing. It's all at all the different theaters. But it's not that kind of interesting. It's a little bit more full feature. So you can do your Netflix. <laughs> what happens is you put it into the Quint TV and it starts transforming to great white. Really? Yep. <laughs> or for backing Remember the up. Back the up. Archival purposes. The mic is on, darn. <laughs> oh. I'm not promoting that you do this illegally. I'm just saying you can, you can make Legal backups of your, exactly right. your uh, you know, home video DVDs. They But I just like this because you put it in and it just goes. Oh, really? Yeah, you put it in, done, do it, spits it back up. Okay, you're ready to watch it. 
So this looks like uh, the other gnome here was another one for about Fluendo and how they legally get around what they're doing. Is there a difference between the CSS keys that are used in Europe and the ones that are used in the stateside? I mean, is there any difference regionally with the CSS keys, or is it really one technology if you're using it at all? Does that have anything to do with the country codes? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, I was wondering how that works. I don't think so, but I don't know so. I would think the only the region settings and some of your players for like PGDs and whatnot that were affected. Yeah, I've consistently found that this that these particular Polish CD DVDs don't decode, and I can't see any difference between them. And they play on the player absolutely normally. They don't cause that little thing to kick up where you have to change your you know country designation. They don't kick that up. And yet, you cannot get a you cannot get a read of a C you know will not extract the CSS keys. So what you do for those regions is you go to Walmart and you buy like a twenty dollar DVD player it's from China. It's too cheap to have lockdown, <laughs> so you just hit one and nine at the same time. Okay, it's unlocked. So we yeah we don't have any region encoding on our DVD players. If we got a more expensive one, we might, but we're cheap. What's so on the It's just on the remote. That's the code that. For that particular player, there's um, maybe about 30 to 40 percent. There's a special code that you can enter in that will unlock the region encoder, so you can play discs from any region. Just some combo that you type in on the remote, and it'll just say, "Okay, it's unlocked. You can play whatever region disc you want." The website? Did you do that? Pretty much, you just Google. Yeah, we just Google the model. Because we had a DVD that was actually from China. Oh yeah, hit one of nine the same time as you turn it on, and it'll unlock. And what did you Google for that? I have a cousin. The model and the region Yeah, I have a cousin who's a, an archaeologist, and he's always going back and forth between Peru and here, and he's discovered that limit of number of times you can change it back and forth. And he's rather upset about it, so maybe I should tell him. Really, really cheap uh, cyber home. Like the $20 ones, little ones that you see floating around everywhere. Like okay, yeah. I'll have to Google that up and send it to Steven. My <laughs> cheap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I had one night. Well, it's the, no, it's, it's the company itself. You know, like, there might be a website in like, China where they don't really care and they say, okay, here's how you unlock it. And eventually, filter server makes its way. Websites or somebody comes and says, "Oh, you can unlock it this way," and it makes it on some forums. So, I don't know if anybody's interested in Flano, but I actually did buy their uh, Kodak pack a while back. It seems to work fine. So. What does it do? Uh, it's a uh, you get to like MP3 support and. Before and H.263 is it, and Windows Media. So like on a couple of times I've installed Fedora on here, I just run the script to install the Fluendo Codex and everything plays, except for DVD. It's common, sweet. And I think it's it's 30 bucks to get the entire set of things. 
Well, that's why I'm using mint, mint now, because mint comes with the stuff that you have to go to, like Medibuntu to get, that's actually not mm -hmm. from Orlando or not technically, I don't know if it's legal or not, but it's, like, look at it, but, um, like the Orlando products for MP3s, and I don't think, like, like you said, they're not going to be great. I've never lock up the player, but I've noticed, I think I've noticed like, a quality difference, especially if you take the difference between running Totem with a, a Zine backend or a G-Streamer backend, I think there's a, a huge difference. You get much better quality out of the Zine backend is the yeah. experience than you ever do out of the G-Streamer. doesn't seem very stable to most. M player plays everything, but it's not quite stable. Design doesn't quite play everything, but it's really stable. And then G streamer is kind of No, you feel it. You say that like it's a bad word, or what? No, I like VLC too. I try to use just never got on that bandwagon. So, well, I mean, the other thing I was looking for. I personally like the VLC between employer and Zion, I think the user interfaces are you come back to the one two days in here. Personally I think the VLC is a bit confusing compared to Why can't somebody come up with a nice design for a movie player? Like every single one is just ugly or crap or it's just they try and make it look like you're you know receiver, you know, giant thing that's Play button. <laughs> play button and slider, like a flash. That's great. Perfect. So one thing I think I like about Total is there's like three buttons on there. Alright, so uh, level later. I don't know. I didn't look at this. Maybe I should have looked at this. I think I've heard Mosh mention level later before. I think what it's supposed to do is just take an audio recording and smooth the levels out. He might be making a hint Probably we could process our, our recordings from here. It might be easier to hear. Probably just does compression. Yeah, it's just compression, sure. Yeah, yeah. compression normalized. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure I've been talking about this particular thing a while ago, too. PHP 4, I quit being interested in PHP quite a while ago, but I'm not going to use it anymore. Java person. 4 is coming to the end of life. So. Anyone look at these other ones? Well, they can make Flash better. Sucks. Yep. It has sucked for a long time. I think Matt would fix it. 
can't come out with a new version, and it's no better than the previous version. It's no worse, but it's no better. It's not any faster. It's Where's the 64-bit? 64-bit has been around for six, seven years now, and they're just completely <laughs> ignoring it. Whenever anybody says anything about well, it, wouldn't it be difficult to implement that cross-platform being 64-bit? No. It, if you can do it cross-platform, doing it in 64-bit should be as easy as recompiling it, unless you don't know what you're doing on your own program directly. I, seriously, I went from a 16-bit program to a 32-bit program at work, and it took me one morning. That was it. And I was done. I was like, one or two things I had to change, and it was really simple. And this isn't a slouch of a program either. This is pretty good. So they just, I don't know if they're just ignoring it, or they just don't know what they're doing, or they've got a lot of assembly language, which they shouldn't have. It's just, I, I just can't understand how they can be standing so, so still and letting everybody catch up to them that far out of heck. I don't like this waiting for theta dot API that marketwatch.com pops up there in the bottom one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Done. Wait, there it is again. Oh. Oh, is it another little oh, yeah. thing? Yeah, it's the latest thing. It's waiting for me to click on it, and it's going to go off the tattletale when I click on it. You know, I noticed that on weather.com, too. <laughs> I, it always stopped on one site. What is the site? They did a look up, and it's like some spam site. It's like they just happen to host their stuff on the same site. Yeah, that was the one good thing about Windows. You could find the DLL that was doing that and delete it. <laughs> and then it would say, DLL fails to load, you know, and that's the only only <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice thing. Oh, so I don't flash. I was trying to go to shared objects. HGTV, it was it's been last week. They must have changed their site, but I was, my wife was trying to go there the other week and anything with Flash 10 on it would just hang. They had some Flash thing there that would just die, but if you went on to something with Flash 9, it would just be. Yeah, Looks like they really changed their site and I didn't see it there. I wasn't really impressed with Flash 10. Well, first off, their install script, plain up, will not install on a 64 bit system at all. Like, you, I had to go in and hack their install script to get it to install. Yeah. I can do it with VMware. <laughs> and then they've got some weird dependencies that are breaking installs for a lot of different people. Like they're requiring old versions of packages that were never offered in 64-bit because they're so old. Huh. So, and it's supposedly significantly slower than the previous beta even though they said that speed increases were one of the things that they've done before. So it's just, it's just not a good situation. They need to do something because video on the web is huge and if Flash starts going down the tubes, then what else does Linux have to plan? Yeah, but what does Adobe care? Yeah. yeah, Adobe's never been friendly to Linux, that's for sure. Adobe's never really been friendly. All right, I did actually read some of the Pandora Can't Make Money uh, yeah, it's uh, internet radio, and there's something about here about uh, the uh, royalties that any internet radio stations are having to pay to some uh, sound exchange. 
I'm not sure where it's on next year. Is the same thing going on with Last Out FM? Are they making money? Last Out FM is basically the same service. Really? Are they going under? I haven't heard about that. They're not based out of the U.S., so they might uh, be able to get away from that. Last FM is actually based out of uh, Europe somewhere. This is a sound exchange. Okay, this is, yeah, this has been going on for quite a while. They took it upon themselves to charge money for all, um, I guess, IAA licensed artists. Regardless of whether the artists say they want the royalties collected or not, this company is just collecting for everyone. Just because they're the company and they say they can, so they are. So any radio station that broadcasts anything that's uh, um, anything under the ASC PA or whatever ASCAP, yeah. ASCAP, yeah. Anything that's under that, the broadcast even one thing under it, they're charging for that radio station for all the songs that they're playing, regardless of Why doesn't somebody challenge that report? Has it been challenged? Because they're the designated company to do well, the this, government designated them as a company. The reason to for any of those the, the reason for any of those court challenges is the simple thing to say, you know, if the sheriff's got ten guns and you've got one gun, do you want to get into a gun battle with this guy? You know what I mean? It's the same thing these guys have much more money to throw at stopping you than you have to challenge them. It's this it's just the same and same story that, over and over again. I mean, Law is completely on their side. They're like, okay, this one, we don't want everyone going out collecting royalties, so this one company gets to do it all. And then the company gets to pay, you know, the artists a percentage of what they collect. So virtually nothing. They're pretty much just collecting money coming in and, you know, yeah, spewing out of their ears. Does Last FM have any advertisement on their site or anything? Small amounts The other thing in this article was that Pandora apparently doesn't, never put advertisement. They did, actually. They did have a small amount of advertising. There wasn't any, ever, wasn't ever any um, commercials on the air. You never had to listen to anything. Just occasionally it would pop up little ads and porn. One other thing, too, that might be different. One thing they, they kind of went after Pandora, not after them, but they said, you know, at the end here they... Just build it, and we'll figure out a business model later for which won't be enough to save this experiment. And they were kind of right to their lack of using ads in the beginning. That was kind of a big thing. A lot of people figured that if you had tons and tons and tons of traffic, there was going to be a way to make money. And a lot of people really couldn't figure that second step out. (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo's trying really hard. That's why I don't use it anymore. There's too many ads, right? That's step two. Yeah, step two is the third. One one other thing about last event is might be different is they don't just go out and get the music. They wait for the people who own the music to say, okay, you can play this. So they have just as much music, though. They right, but I think they're, they're talking directly with the uh, copyright holders of the music saying, you want the music out <laughs> That's the thing that's going to turn this all around because artists are finding that the publicity is way more valuable to them than, than, than the money that comes in at an early stage 
where they end up being completely victimized by agents and things like that who sign them up, you know, because you're so desperate to work, you know, you want to be able to get your stuff out there. The, at the early stages, you agree to anything, and then you regret it for the rest of your life, you know, or the rest of your career anyway, you know. And, but the thing that's going to change it around is so many, mus especially musicians, have found that getting their work out there any way they can is worth much more to them than, you know, income at an early stage. I think that's going to change. Like, that's, it was moving that way, but now there's so many people on MySpace that have their own poorly made recording studios, like, yeah. low quality, low production values. Just get inundated with garbage and stuff. Well, but that... That's always been the case. You know, get inundated with garbage and stuff. You just kind of stop looking. Yeah, exactly. You used to, for a while there, you could find some really cool artists online for free, really and then everyone else kind of had the same idea, but they weren't quite as good. Do you remember the original MP3.com? Yeah. Anybody? So. No, not Napster. Oh, the original, the original MP3.com. I think so. You could was a site where artists would upload their oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. They had weekly ratings on how many people listened to you. You could actually create a CD. You could put a CD together and sell it, and they would make the CD and send it to someone who bought it through their website. You actually get your artist to come down there. Well, that's and, that's and true. It was, I thought it was really cool. When I was in a band, and like, we sold a couple CDs in Japan. See, yeah, they would never. It was that's really neat. And then it just, it, I don't know if they couldn't support themselves. The music industry would never let that happen because they make, that's cutting, cutting them out of the league. Yeah, that's it. Well, well it's no more though. Yeah, what they can do is, yeah, exactly. Well, what you're, what you're talking about, area. about the glut of information where you can't plow through the garbage, that's true unless you're, you're looking in a focused thing. If you have a, a more focused idea, like you're interested in, you know, Celtic music played on the hurdy-gurdy or something like that, and yeah, you start searching those particular niche interests, not just kind of like what's cool now or what's popular now, then you don't have that you know, completely too much, you know, information well, overload. Like, like I said, the original MP3.com. Right? It, it sounds like a great it, it, it was, I loved it. I thought it was great. And the thing is, you, you get that filtering because you... Yeah, I mean, you have to be looking for something particular, some people yeah, doing particular things. That's not the, that the music industry, because it takes the control out of their hands, you know, they, that's basically right. the music industry decides who's popular, but the, who's but the promoted, whole, who's... But that's, what, that's why we're listening to music. I mean, when, in the 1960s and 70s, we were not, you know, at the, at the snack bar, we were not listening to the music that my parents listened to during the war. And everybody today that puts on almost any commercial radio station is listening to the music that we were listening to in the snack bars when we were in college. That's an unusual situation. I mean, the music industry has just collapsed under its own weight of exactly this kind of stuff of idiots deciding what's good. And, and it's, it just can't continue that way because there's talented people out there who want to do interesting stuff. So they're moving into little niche kind of things where they're pursuing particular, you know, kinds of music and they're, they're, they're kind of focused on that and if you go looking for those focused things you don't have an information overload thing and I think if, it may not be overnight. But the popularity isn't there. Like what, but who needs that popularity? I mean that's the point. Wouldn't you rather have... You don't know what you're looking for and you just want to find... Well that's the problem. You want more people who do know what they're looking for. But you do want people... See, the people who are doing something interesting, they'd rather have... 10,000 really knowledgeable listeners than a million people who are blowing hot one week and cold the next, and, you know, the next...
cool thing that comes along, unless you have the backers of some big company that are going to make you, is this kind you of know, pseudo stars, yeah, this is, um, you don't need that. This website here is called Steve, maybe, it's kind of similar to what, like, what Powder Cat Musicians can sign up, and it's just like, mostly all independent, all on-site. This is all on-site musicians, yeah. all on-site artists, and they say it's for $35 of setup, and then they take 9% cut of whatever you make, but the rest goes directly to the artist. Mm -hmm. Some of the albums are only $5, so if like, you know the artist, you, like, you know, like, yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think so that's the wave of the future. Yeah, I really do. It even says, you can do sounds like. Yes. And you put sounds like, and it gives you the list of sounds like. I actually have bought some CDs on here. Is that on the search? later on, yeah. those, you know, bands have signed because they were yeah. I think it was like five dollars. I think that's the way to the future and you really have to do Ooh. something to turn around that stranglehold that the Ziggler. Doctor Williams, Doctor Williams, Doctor Williams, Doctor Williams, Doctor Williams, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. It's okay with me. And then if you scroll down, usually like listen to like the entire sound or like at least a little clip. So I'm sure if you click on that, then it'll be a little flash. I guess. Oh, not Doctor Wicked. <laughs> oh, I thought it crashed you there. Oh, we'll get a visualization. I think that's the thing. I mean, this this decentralization of power and all this sounds like creation strangles creativity. It's absolutely. Oh man! All right, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, I bookmarked it. I like that second one though, the playing the heavy metal Nintendo. Uh, you look close enough. Though. All Nintendo songs played oh, by heavy metal. Not... <laughs> the, the Nintendo game cartridges with the, the pictures. Oh yeah. Remember the original? Cool. Nintendo I want to hear one of these. <laughs> you want to hear one? Yeah. Well, you'll have to. Get my, my speakers on Castlevania too. Excitement. Oh man. Battletoads, Zelda. I'm, I'm going to have to buy this. This is the whole reason I bought a Nintendo Wii in the heavy metal form. <laughs> play all the old games. Okay. Anyway, so. You can play all the old games and just turn that on. <laughs> Sidetrack there, but. Uh, it's alright. It's about sound. It's okay. Yeah. Like you did, a lot of the bands out there that just don't play because you don't want to do They get to play, but I mean, you know, it's because. I've got one that's incredible that's from Brazil. I never would have heard of it, but holy crap. Yeah. Music education. I didn't read this. If anyone wants to read it. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, she's having fun. 
I didn't realize it, but like South Spain, for kids, you know, they have like a stamp for a cat. Well, you can stamp a cat here, but then you can fucking drag it. It looks like it makes the cat look like funny. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, and it's got one for squirrel, and you can sit there and you click it and kind of teach them. And then you can try to make some squirrel things run. Did that cat ever catch the squirrel? Oh, I did. But that's my dog. This looks really crazy. Gee, my music was that complicated. Oh, good familiar? Chord diagrams. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't skim this fast enough to comment on it. Something Well, don't forget the new Solfege, too. Any of you folks who want to sharpen your music skills. That's a very simple little program. It trains you with rhythm patterns and intervals and chord recognition and stuff like that. What's it called? New Solfege. Well, Solfege is the old system, you know, where you learn to ear training, you know, perfect training towards perfect pitch and things like that. And, uh, Isn't that really good? Um, I, oh, what's what it's saying here? I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I don't know what this is doing, but Solfege wouldn't teach you that. It does teach you to hear better, I'll tell you that. Well, no, this is what I would go uh, link on. Uh, oh, this one that we're looking at. As long as you understand theory behind it, you learn a lot of tabs, but you should also understand intervals. But to learn the theory, you really have to learn the music before you learn Right. Well, that's, the, that's what I was just going to say. Theory is... Theory should follow to explain what you hear. If you learn the theory first, that's not the way to go about it. Right? You should learn music. When you hear something, you know how it goes. You can hear the notes. You can play the notes. You can, you can play the rhythm. Then maybe some theory will kind of help you go from there on your own. But either that or learn at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they, there's the old saying is that you know the supreme misfortune is when theory out, out strips practice. Every musician I've ever worked with who's had too much theory, in my opinion, that I, I think they've suffered from positive. Yeah, absolutely. You watch your ears. Absolutely. I know what I want to do, but I can't do it. And there's plenty of people who know no theory who are fantastic musicians. Yeah, it's too. It's too uh, restricted. Plus, yeah. well, it's definitely easy. You learn the theory, and, theory and then you're going to follow those patterns rather than coming up with something creative. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, oh, And besides, theory does a very poor job of explaining most of the best music. I mean, music is much more subtle than that, and, and it's, it, it really does yeah, a poor job. Part of the whole creative aspect of music really is not following. Right, creating, creating new breaking rules, right? Flowers. Musical engineers. Sound Banshee. Anyone use Banshee? Comes with Susie. What is it? What is it? What's it do? It's uh, AKA rhythm box type 
Oh, music. I'll have to try that on my uh, great music player SDK. Get the escapade. Yeah. Full circle. Did you factor on the box? Went around, did that uh, songbird, banshee, whatever. Right back into the box. I kind of like some things about Banshee, and they're saying it's getting better, and it does play videos. It's almost more like you think of the Windows Media Player instead of just an audio player with the sounds of it. Similar to that program. <laughs> I don't know. I still enjoy the box. I don't know why people get so up and arms about music. Because whenever I play an MP3 and media player, it touches my MP3 and tries out the ID3 tape. Maybe I didn't want that. I was very pissed off at for doing that. Yes, it's very annoying when you have MP3s after and you got to check. No, you cannot turn that off. You absolutely cannot turn that off because I spent a half an hour trying to turn it off. No, you can. Make only files. Yeah, you can make read only files. That's the only way to do it. But it was really annoying when I had all my uh, MP3 checked into Subversion for one of our programs, and I played one media player, and all of a sudden, oh, it's changed. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> I don't like people. Yeah, you don't, you don't touch my stuff without asking me. Exactly. That was my problem with the iPod yeah, stuff. Well, that is not right. You didn't ask me. Who knows if they put DRM in there? I mean, seriously. Now we put that up in production. Can we guarantee that it's going to work? I mean, who knows what it did? They didn't tell me what it did. I know it updated the ID3 tape, but can I guarantee that that's all it did? Good argument for open source. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we took pretty much back to staging. What I did was I just uninstalled Media Player and downloaded Audacity and just played it in that. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. I'm using it. No. Absolutely. I agree. Look at GL3. I'm trying to do away with triangles. I'm trying to do everything with the pixel shader languages. Is it good or bad? Or? Um, it's good. It's going away. OpenGL has always been about trying, drawing triangles on the screen. And you got more and more triangles, more and more triangles. And then they came up with the shader language for like pixel shaders and vertex shaders. And now they're completely trying to go away from triangles. So pretty much you almost describe it, describe your objects as almost like a vector object in this vertex uh, shader language. So kind of interesting. That's what's wrong with the X surface. Mm -hmm. I did read the bells, and I had the bells pretty cool, but I just didn't have the color of the front shader. Yay! I looked through the pictures. Oh yeah, the tux looking so pictures. Mm -hmm. I can say it's a good thing this was under 500 bucks. That's all I can say. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I, like, coupon and it was under 500 bucks. I'm okay with that. Otherwise, I'd be unhappy. I didn't want to in such dire straits. I mean, that's 
actually paint the picture in the beginning where they're like, they're, you know, they're down. You go into the parts, right? They're just doing this to help try to pick up. So you have sales to like Well, I guess what Moshe was interested in was that they're doing a Linux mode. Yeah, see, yeah, I uh, uh, from Zalman to Underdog, a shiny customer service week, and actually set up distribution out to any clients as possible. Probably a 35 billion stock market. Hmm. Serves them right, is all I can say. Because they. <laughs> A couple of years ago, they were making some nice laptops, and I bought this based on the fact that the P3 laptop I had is a wonderful machine, except it's getting a little slow now. So I bought this, and the quality difference between just the plain hardware and stuff in it, topped that with the piece of crap Vista that they put on there, plus the fact that when I bought those extra hard drives and they sent me the carriage and the hard drive and didn't send me the screws, and then it cost me $17 to go buy 12 screws from them so I can install the damn thing. That, you know, so anything bad that happens to Dell at this point, I say. Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to make good laptops as far as hardware? It's like the hardware is always crap. It doesn't. Yeah, that's that's his favorite joke. That's the favorite. We had to tell Elliot's favorite joke about it. Said what? Windows XP or better? So I bought a Mac. A Mac. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, Macs. Have better hardware, but I've heard stories about their hardware too not being really up to par with what I expect hardware to be. And they're not as good as they used to be. I mean, if you really think about the state of the hardware generally, in say when the uh, 2CI or something like that was coming out, I mean, or what was that one that was the holy grail of the graphics machines? Uh, I forget what model yeah, that was. You know, it was like a, it was like a ten thousand dollar Mac in in the, it, toward the end of the of the eighties. Well, that that was really a well made piece of equipment. I bought a performer, and boy, was I ever sorry I did that. You know what I mean? And because uh, just even in the space of about five years, the quality of the, right, and it's they don't test the stuff together. They put in sound card bin A, whatever's in there. Okay, video card from bin, bin V, or, or bin V. Oh, well, let's put this wireless card. Well, okay, it'll all work together. The story with that is when, the it. story generally with that was when they came into this thing they called just-in-time supply or just-in-time shipping. The problem was they were never able to get enough of any particular components to, to actually make all the machines the same. So they always ended up having to have a design where they had so much fudge room that they could slide the equipments a little bit this way and that way. Now, Gateway tried to solve part of that problem by contracting separately with a lot of these people for, you know, what they needed, and they would use some of their stuff that they had to make one certain way because of a limited supply chain, and they would just design their machine with those particular components in mind. But look what happened to Gateway. They weren't able to sustain that over time, that, that whole supply, you know, Method of approaching design broke down. So, good money for a PC that just works. Everything's been tested together. It's got full Linux support. Everything will just work. But you can't. You can't. You can't even pay for quality now. That's right.
Even if you're willing yeah, to pay, you know, yeah, more money. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, there are quality. They're not top of the line, but you can find stable, you know. But then you're you're rolling the dice too because one might be stable and the next one might have different different parts. Card that right. I mean, if you if you're looking at parts, you can get stable. You can get quality hardware if you build it yourself. Yeah. You it well, yourself. You, yeah, but then but you, you also but you also have to all all of the machines that really work well that are commercially produced are tuned. So if you even if you do your own roll your own. You better have the know-how and the equipment to tune it after you get the thing put together because the components will not just work together. Sometimes they don't. They sometimes don't work at all. There are, you know, there's so many things these days you have to look for. Like, is your, is your, you know, your motherboard support the the the, the extra features of your. Um, your video card, because now all the different brands' video cards have their own, you know, upgraded features that are supposedly make it work better with the, you know, the special chipset. Yeah. So you have to buy the same motherboard. Really, the only way you get a stable system is you gotta buy a crap video card. <laughs> <laughs> you buy a crappy video card. There's nothing to interface. You can get. It, it doesn't have to be crappy. Well, not crappy. It's, crappy, it's crappy, just you can't if buy you the buy top, top of the line. line it's not gonna be stable. <laughs> When I was looking for a laptop, the one thing I really wanted was a good keyboard. I test drove a number of them, and you'd be typing around, and you can feel particularly the upper left-hand corner, the whole thing goes much. Yeah, that's and, you know, I ended up going with IBM. Expensive, and there's only at that time you couldn't really buy them through you know, discounters. So, in, in fact, when I was in Montana, I couldn't find a place to buy them. And I didn't want to buy a mail order unless I could actually test drive the right. keyboard and stuff. So I actually went down to their business service center and said, you guys got an R40 sitting around? Yo, Joe, can this guy play with your R40? <laughs> <laughs> and I went in, played around, yeah, okay. And I said, said to the guy, did they ever offer discounts? Did everyone say No, he said. And he said, but you know, we do have this program. <laughs> Friends and family of employees. Uh -huh. And I got on the... On the Right, place. exactly, yeah. And we didn't say a lot, but, you know, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, actually, I found that with Fujitsu. Actually, I got a reefer re Fujitsu that's, a, it's, it's ter I mean, it's a Windows 95-inch machine, and it, but it's been running for like 16 years now. I almost never shut it off. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, it, it, the, the, the lid broke, literally has broken off of it, so I've just closed it and put it under a, under a monitor that I plug it into now, you know. And it, you know, but it's what I did was I kept bugging the guys, you know, at, at the place for a refurb, you know, and the guy finally gave me his employee discount number to buy this refurb because they went so quick that if you didn't get on them right away, and he knew that this was a, a good machine, and I, well, actually, I was talking to him about something else, but we kind of struck up a friendship. But he finally gave me his employee discount number, and I bought the, the refurb machine off there. Quick buy website, and it's, it's, it's really, I mean, you know, if I could buy a machine comparable quality of contemporary, uh, you know, state of state of the equipment, I, I would just love it. But that kind of thing has gone away. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you just you can't even 
have access to the people in the tech support department that way anymore. You know, it's, it's become so systemized, you can't even, you can't even, yeah, you can't even strike up a friendship like that anymore. You know, you probably wouldn't even be an actual employee of that company that's directly, you know, they're taking calls for them. Yeah, exactly. George. It's just things that kind of mushroomed out of the original way that. This really, used to be working. Yeah, yeah, it really is to the point where I got to take the oscilloscope into Best Buy and go, okay, <laughs> audio, yep, okay, it, it zeroes at zero. The audio card I had, it, it actually had like a three volt bias. It well, didn't even go to zero. It actually had a bias to three volts. Mm -hmm. The, um, you know, the power supply didn't have big enough capacitor. That's probably why it died because the power supply wasn't well enough built. It completely overheated because it's working way too hard. Mm -hmm. And it provided dirty power. You could actually hear hear it when it was plugged in versus on battery. Yeah. It threw the sound card. Because <laughs> well the sound card was crap too, but you shouldn't be able to hear it. No, there right. shouldn't be any any frequency whatsoever on that if it was built properly. Mm -hmm. And it's just thing after thing of just cheap, cheap crap that the normal person yeah, they're looking for price. Yeah, know? they would be like, oh, there's this, uh, just some weird buzzing noise and you wouldn't think twice about yeah, it. Right. Just deal yeah. with it and yeah. never so, you know, realize that it's just crappy hardware that they produce. You know, what I, what I paid for the IBM was significantly higher than what I would have paid for Dell or something else, but it worked. And the only compatibility problems I've had was uh, the uh, wind motor, of course. That drove me nuts. And I finally gave up on the, the Ajir driver was so bad, Ajir eventually took it off their website. I mean, it was it was really flaky. Now I, I used to, I decided to try again here recently. The SmartLink driver works really nice. And it, was, it was easy to do and, and it works really nice. And the only other problem I had with it was when loading Debian. For some reason, the, the screen resolution wasn't that good. I had to dig around with the extras. But other than that, it worked real good. And it's a good heavy-duty machine. It's, it's a little too heavy on on the heavy, but uh, but it's. I've been, I've been really pleased with the quality of it. And as, after test driving some of the other brands, mm -hmm. you know, especially the keyboard quality. Yeah, someone last week had a, a Lenovo here, and that looked like it was actually a pretty decent machine as far as both the keyboard and just it looked like a sturdy machine. And, and the joysticks are really nice. The joysticks, have you ever used a track point? A lot of, a lot of people with a track point, they try to take their index finger and none. Put your thumb on. That's why it's there. You know, so you can you can work your way around. Yeah, but, I never had a problem with either one the touchpad or the track. Well, I got rid of the touchpad really quick because your cuff moves across the touchpad and bingo, it moves. I said, forget it. Yeah. Went into the yeah. BIOS and disabled. That was the yeah. other. <laughs> it has the track ball on it too. It has, no, it's not a track ball. It's a it's a well, joystick. Oh, and, it's, a little, and the joystick the joystick doesn't move the the pointer by by the amount you push it, it's actually a torque sensor. It's actually a torque sensor, and, and so it handles really good compared to some of the other, the other brands. I could never, I could, ever since the first laptop I ever touched that had one of those little foam back my mouse. Do you like the touchpad? I can't stand it. I know I can't stand touchpads either because I always end up randomly accidentally clicking on something. Yeah, that's I'm not too bad about I was just doing that if, As long as I can disable uh, tap clicking. Well, so one thing that 
Because I'm heavy fingered. Well, so what I would add with the uh, touchpad is you can go into your XOR config, you mm-hmm. can adjust the pressure mm-hmm. of the, the pressure the, sensitivity, and you right. can adjust so the you acceleration. Can make it so for, for like a click, you have to press it really hard. I felt that actually quit. helped. The other thing is I don't want to like be slapping my laptop. Oh, that's true. I'd rather just play. I mean, you can just that's sh- what the buttons yeah. are. It's <laughs> all just kind of push hard. Unless you've got that problem with the flimsy case, push hard and all of a sudden your sound card stops. This thing, this thing is this thing is a real pain with the touchpad. Is it, I think it's because the the processor is right in this area. It's so hot that mm-hmm. I think it's, it's temperature sensitive to a degree. And I finally just got a you know separate Bluetooth mouse because. I couldn't even get my hand up to the keyboard without, you know, jumping to a different window or something. It was absolutely insane, you know. It helps a little bit to cool it. That's another thing, too, those, uh, those uh, touchpads, those are another thing that they just pick whichever one out of the grab bag. There's probably 15, 20 different touchpads mm-hmm. that they can throw one laptop on. Sure. And who knows which one you're going to get. Are you going to get the good one that works real well or the cheap one? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's find out. That's one thing. This is, I think this laptop is, is the only touchpad I've ever not had a problem with. Ever. And I think I think they made it a little bit better quality because they were starting the uh, gesturing. They really didn't... This version doesn't have the full gesturing like iPod, the iPod or the iPhone that you can pinch and can pull apart to like zoom in and zoom out and there's lots of other gestures you can do to save you know, save time and be more efficient. But it does have two finger scrolling which is incredibly, incredibly useful. It saves a lot of moving mouse like you can with the way. Just, so how just, old is that machine? This is from last Christmas. Because I wonder whether Apple's finally had to succumb to the market pressures too. I mean, What's the rationale between this, you know, second phase iPod stuff, uh, you know, iPhone stuff that's come out? I mean, it basically looks like they've simply produced a cheaper hardware version of the of the, the iPhone. Original, yeah. Well, I've heard they knew that was going to happen. Release the expensive one when people stop buying that. Release the less expensive. Yeah, well, that's the point. There's succumbing. They're succumbing. There's succumbing to the market pressures. When like people stop buying that, that you release. Bare bones model that's way, built way cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Din Din 4. Anybody? Who? Din Din. Isn't that a Chinese diver? <laughs> <laughs> Open source conferencing. Mm, I didn't look at this. Yeah, open it up and I thought. With a name like Din Din, that will work really well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you need to create a new creative yeah, team there. Tell, tell your boss, yeah, we're going to use Dim Dim. <laughs> what? So, uh, I didn't go through any of the how-tos, but it looks like if you care to learn how to uh, hide your software versions on your server, might be a good idea. Security-wise, that's yeah. a good idea. But, yeah, it's... Definitely don't Makes want the hackers knowing what version of the software you're running because then they're just going to look up in their little chart. Uh-huh. Well, they all that spit that out like this. Yeah, yeah. they're a little like the poster the page, and it tells you exactly <laughs> what you're what running. Version. Yeah, it tells you. Even after your hacker friends are like the kernel, 
that you're running? Yeah, and it's, they should, they should yeah, take yeah, out yeah. an add-on that also lists all the cracks that you're susceptible to. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be that far of a jump, just another table look up. And yeah, and it's pretty much just the 404 page. We'll give you the, the Apache information almost, I think, by default. What about uh, PI DOF, GDOF, PIDOF? How do you say that? Anyone use that? What's the idea? What's, what's the difference between that and PSA UX? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Try it. I think you can get the process ID. Process ID of? Yep. Or each could be used. It could be used for on Linux Mint, whenever you open a terminal, you get some kind of a saying and some ASCII art with it. Usually it's a moose or a penguin. <laughs> Why did they come up with a moose? <laughs> did anybody else see that? There was a bug tracker bug released that uh, if you do um, apt get loop, if you run apt get loop, uh, it's supposed to be an Easter egg. Apt get loop? If you actually, if you run it right now, Run app get move, just put some nice Like dash move? No, or no just get yeah, well, okay. ah. There you go. <laughs> but somebody submitted a bug because it, it doesn't look like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks more like a, like a bird, doesn't it? It's got a beak. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Let's see what else I can get here. There's the penguin. <laughs> Now, if okay. <laughs> some of these are less than uh... well, there's a bunch of good ASCII art. If you'd like to ask, I do. I, I think some of the old tracker stuff and the ASCII art stuff is just great. Oh yeah, there was some awesome. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of quotes and stuff. Is <laughs> that like the rhinos in the jungle that'll put out your fires? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's supposed to be crazy. Uh, yes, that's something awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got that rhino. Yeah. Some old rhino that put out forest fires. There you go. Kill some of the two guys. Alright, so yeah, it's funny sayings. They're kind of interesting ones when it keeps the terminal up. <laughs> Entertaining. <laughs> Format date for display. Date plus format. Looks like a date format, so interesting. I might use that. Anyways, some other how-tos there, so why would you want to disable control? Delete? 
Yeah. And it's not too kind to the Linux file systems. That's the problem with it. Well, it should initiate the standard shutdown. Yeah, it's generally, I think you can, it's actually Yeah, you can set them. I think that's become the general practice now with the distributions. But raw Linux, it'll just cold boot your machine, you know, or, you know, just straight boot it, you know, just like reboot now instead of shutdown now. And that can be quite unkind to your file system. Mine calls up the log out screen. Just shut your right down. You may not even start shutdown. It's like some of them will just do re shutdown. some of them will just do reboot dash now. It depends on the distribution. Mm -hmm. hmm. Reboot dash now. Or re reboot. That's just that's just that just is just a hard shutdown. Or to restart. It's a I think that initiates the shutdown. Doesn't sync the file system. Reboot doesn't sync the file system. Yeah. Well, it looks like, yeah, there's another option for You might be right about no catching because it looks like it's in the uh, Etsy event data control. Or, uh, if you change, there's an exec shutdown R now. Mm -hmm. I forget what I'm No, it's It must be known that's catching it, because mm -hmm. according to this, it should just sure. shut down. So. Oh, man, on shutdown. R is restart now. No, this will, go through, this will go through a normal shutdown. Yeah, yeah it is a normal shutdown. I don't, yeah. Wait, well, what are the other options here? I mean, there's, there's Do man reboot. We'll see what it says that does. Are you done? Cancel's running shutdown, so you can cancel it. It's, it's running a script. Cold. That's right. It shutdown is. runs a script, but reboot does not. Or E. Ah. Not call sync. Oh, it will make you add the dash in, though. Right. This can kind of delay That's right. It's, it's unkind to your file system. That's what I said. Don't do it. Like, don't you, do might it. Well, you just might as well pull the plug if you're going to do that it's one. It's essentially you know? a concussion for your computer. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> at least the hard drive's apart. It's, it, it's <laughs> essentially amnesia for your computer, is really what it is. Anything that happens to be dynamic at the moment won't be in normal condition when you restart. According to that, well, part of your file system is always is always in active memory in Linux. Oh, and then it has to write back. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't. Depending on your settings, your what is it? The dirty write back. So, what's the settings? Because it stores all the. Um, the changes to your file system are stored in memory until those changes are flushed out to the system, and it only it doesn't do that automatically. It only flushes the changes every whatever you have it have it set to. 
Yeah, I don't know the particulars. I mean, you know, but that's that's generally what it is. Because that's that's a big power consumer for laptops. So a lot of the laptop configurations have write backs turned way down, so that it's not accessing the disk all the time. But the thing about that too, if you turn it off, pull plug by accident or something, then you might not get got your data written to the disk properly, or it might have been in the middle of writing. Right. It's uh, more likely okay. that. Even even with the journal journal the file systems, they say that they're not 100. percent They're really close, but they're not 100. Mm -hmm. percent Depending on when it shuts down, you could corrupt the data. I experienced that with Windows multiple times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that thing you used to have to add for? There was some command you had to add to shut. I forget it. What was it? Something about flushing some cache memory command. Smart drive or something was called. I think you had to, in, in Windows, a smart drive, you had to always make sure that it wrote to disk before it would shut down. And some, this was the earlier versions yeah, of Windows. Yeah. I remember that something like that, too. Yeah. yeah, well, it's similar to that, is what Linux is doing. It doesn't write everything back. Right. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.